hello, and welcome to another episode of Amplify, a podcast for creative and courageous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Kate K. McCarthy, and y'all, I am so thrilled today because I get to welcome another podcast host to the show. In this episode, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with the one and only Liz Lockwood of the Resilient and Inspired Podcast. She is a business mentor and coach for sensitive small business owners, and y'all, We talked all about how her sensitivities inspired her to enter into online entrepreneurship, why she rebranded her business in the midst of what was a really successful season, and how to build resiliency in your entrepreneurial journey and why it is so incredibly key. This was an amazing conversation. I found myself taking notes throughout our entire time together, and I hope that you are able to soak in as much wisdom as I was able to do. Without further ado... Listen in. Uh, I'm so excited. Y'all, today we are here with Liz Lockwood, and I am so pumped because she is a podcast host as well, as you've already heard. But um, Liz, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Kate. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, as with anything, like the beginning is a great place to start um, for our audience, for those of um, our people who have not seen you on the interwebs or heard (laughs) about you. um, Can you just tell us who you are and what you're about and what you do in the world? Sure. Yeah. Well, my name's Liz (laughs) and I'm a business mentor and coach for sensitive women entrepreneurs who are really ready to show up strong in their work and Mm. make an impact and an income in a way that feels good. So I'm all about energy. I'm all about creating strategy and and structure that work for you and your energy, not fitting you in the box, really creating, you know, stepping outside of the box and really creating a way to work that feels good in your body and also has, you know, good results on the outside so we can keep doing our business. <laughs> yeah. How did you get, I mean, like what drove you initially to start your business? Cause I know that your mm. entrepreneurial journey has had some ebbs and flows. Where did you start and what has the process been like for you? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, my parents own their own business. So I had a lot of, you know, weekends at the office and handing out business cards for my dad and sports lines and, you know, <laughs> handing out rulers for him at Halloween. That's amazing. So, yeah, it was so funny. So I had a lot of people when I was growing up call me, um, Mini Paul, which my dad's name's Paul. Oh, that's and, so cute. Yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> and I think what they were just um, kind of labeling was this spirit in me that was like mm. kind of never turned off and always just wanted to help people and always just wanted to really create an impact um, mm-hmm. on the world in some way. So I had a kind of a weird journey. I have a business degree. I used to sell insurance. And then I actually went back to grad school and got my uh, master's in mental health counseling. And I, I used to be a mental health therapist. Wow. And yeah, and I had this huge passion to integrate mind, body, and spirit wellness. So I did my first business was actually as a mind-body therapist. And I did a bunch of work just integrating mindfulness and um, pretty traditional therapy. And it was mm-hmm. all in, in person. Okay. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. And I had a lot of health problems. So I have chemical sensitivities mm-hmm. and um, 
basically I was like getting sick from the building I was working in and even just the chemicals that were um, around in the environment. So super long story short, I was like, you know, I think I want to try to work out of my house, try to work online. Mm. Um, I, I always wanted to have a podcast. I always just wanted to kind of do more with my work, like reach more people. Awesome. Yeah. So I started online almost about two years ago and I didn't have a really clear focus at Mm -hmm. what I would be doing. (laughs) I just started. Yeah. I just kind of started at first. I was still really teaching mind body wellness and Mm -hmm. I was showing up, showing up in that capacity. And a few months into that, I found Facebook groups and I found, you know, this entrepreneurial world that was, I thought really awesome and Mm -hmm. really just such great energy, so many great women. Mm -hmm. So I started shifting my, um, my work towards working with entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and that was good. Uh, it, you know, it kind of had some ebbs and flows (laughs) as it does. (laughs) And eventually, you know, I I was not managing my own energy very well. So I actually ended up pretty much quitting. Wow. Yeah, like legit, my mom had a heart attack last fall Mm. and I was like, you know, this just isn't working. I have too many family responsibilities going on. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. So I did. I didn't go online for months. Mm. And then um, I think just in that space, it really allowed me to find myself and, you know, how I wanted to show up and what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do. So I ended up really thinking about just embracing my sensitive nature and embracing the overwhelm that I had experienced the mm. first time around online. Cause oh my gosh, online can be overwhelming. So much <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I ended up coming up with this idea to work with sensitive entrepreneurs and just mm. really, um, it kind of like catapulted right away to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it. Um, it was an interesting, healthier for my family because my dad actually ended up getting bladder cancer. Oh my god! Yeah, this past spring. Wow. So it was interesting. And I think it was like a really weird, perfect storm because since I was dealing with that in my home life, I mm. so craved like some something different, like something alive, like something just with different energy. Oh, so I yeah, I actually came back online I started working when my dad was like literally in the hospital. I was just looking for something to do to put my passion into. So I hopped back online and I was showing up um, under the term the sensitive soulpreneur. Mm-hmm. And that was working really well. Um, and I still felt like there was room for growth mm-hmm. and room for more transformation and expansion. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing another pivot this past fall. Awesome. Um, Yeah, really showing up under the words resilient and inspired. So Mm. pretty much doing the exact same thing. I didn't shift really what I was doing under. It was just shifting the terms to Mm -hmm. allow – just to allow my audience and and even myself just to take a step up on the ladder and really like see what's possible for yourself. Yeah, I love that. We – we had a episode a couple of months ago um, with Brittany Rossi, and she was talking about 
strengths and having a strengths-based mm-hmm. perspective in your business. And I think that those two words, resilient and inspired, really takes um, hold of the strengths that your audience absolutely has and what is so necessary for all of us, um, whether we would categorize ourselves as sensitive or not. I think resiliency and inspiration are must-haves in the entrepreneurial world and are, I think, inspiration may be talked about quite a bit, but I don't know that resilience is talked about as much as I think that it needs to be, especially for longevity. I so agree with that. You know, when I introduced the two words, uh, mm-hmm. the resiliency was the one where people were like, wow, I need more of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know how to get it. So mm-hmm. it seems to be this like missing link of, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, have to feel like you want to quit every day and you, and you don't have to quit just because people right. don't respond to your posts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that it's not necessarily, um, I think, um, you may have experienced this, like, but being in the online space for long enough, all of the noise tells you that it's supposed to be easy and it's supposed to be immediate. Yeah. And um, I remember I was working with a coach a couple of years ago and I had a launch and I sold like maybe like 25% of the spots that I had wanted to, to fill. And, um, and it was still a profitable endeavor, which is wonderful. Profitable endeavors are beautiful. But um, <laughs> she was like, I am so glad that you didn't sell all your spots. And I was like, excuse me, what? Like my coach doesn't want me to succeed. And she was like, no, like it, you need to learn resilience in this business. And by not having immediate success, you start to build up um, the muscles that you need to be able to see you through all of this. Um, I love that. Yeah. What a great lesson for your coach to, you know, give you that that early on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, there's a difference too, right? Like I love the word resilience because it's not about like a thick skin or pretending to be anything you're not. Absolutely. And I think that's key. You know, I always talk about like embracing your, your sensitivity in my, mm-hmm. in my case, or embracing whatever you have going on. Like if mm-hmm. you're easily overwhelmed, embrace that. Like mm-hmm. how can you work with that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, trying to push it away or hide it or just pre- pretend it's not there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the strengths, speaking of strengths of sensitive human beings, what are some strengths that sensitive souls mm-hmm. um, can use and are like made for entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness. So yeah. <clears throat> well, first of all, I think I actually think resilience is one of the strengths of mm-hmm. sensitive people because if you're sensitive living in this world, you have bounced back from so much. You know, mm-hmm. you're going through every day feeling so much and probably getting overwhelmed and you're more resilient than you even realize. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, becomes like a persistence, like a, yeah. I'm going to feel all this and I'm still going to, you know, hook online and try to make my business happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think even, even more so underneath that with just feeling so much is like your awareness, like mm. you are aware of so much that 
like other people don't notice. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, my sensitivity helps me so much when I'm working with my clients. And I think that's mm -hmm. so true. Mm -hmm. And I also think it helps on social media because, you know, whereas sometimes maybe we would just like keep scrolling or just be paying attention to our posts. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you go online with that awareness and you're like, oh, you know, I just want to authentically engage with other people. And mm -hmm. You're more apt to like comment on their posts and really engage in a way that feels good to you rather than just being like, oh, here's my billboard post. Like I'm <laughs> going to go away now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like all three of those like wrapped up into just this amazing uh, uniqueness of mm -hmm. being sensitive and you know, experiencing things maybe deeper or mm -hmm. differently than other people. So when you're showing up to do your work, you're not judging, you're super accepting, mm -hmm. you, know, you have empathy. So your clients feel understood and supported. Yeah. I think, um, as well, like, I think for a while in like the online entrepreneurial space, which is like, it is. It's like this totally magical, weird thing that like once you discover it, you're like, what? This existed? <laughs> I didn't even know this existed. Um, I think that for a long time, um, there was, you know, a rush to like sell easy and to sell um, scalable and to sell you know, quick profits and stuff like that. And I think what's happening now is in this world of, as you said, like social media and everything being present all the time, that what people are actually craving is connection. Yes. And so I think that sensitive entrepreneurs, like that is their primary gift is the ability to connect with another human being. Um, yes, absolutely. And they're able to give people stuff on more than a surface level, which I think is so beautiful and so necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the way you just phrased that. Mm -hmm. Just that I feel like that deeper connection where, yeah, it's not just on the surface. It's not mm -hmm. just like, oh, hey, buy my thing. Right. Right. <laughs> You're creating a really um, a deeper transformation and a deeper um, relationship with people. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit in your story <laughs> to when you quit. Yeah. And I want to, I'm super curious. I was like, as you were telling your story, I'm like scribbling notes here on my pad of paper. <laughs> I can't write fast enough for my thoughts, but, um, for you, and maybe you see this for your clients as well. Like what was the biggest drain on your energy, um, as a sensitive human being? Um, and like what, are some of the ways that like now that you've tried it again, you've gone into it protecting and nurturing your energy instead? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, so for me, I think it all boils down to boundaries. Mm. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the, first time I, yeah, yeah. the first time I went online, I was like, you know, okay, so this was about two years ago. So it was kind of before like Facebook groups got huge, right? Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh, okay. I'll just make a Facebook group and then I'll automatically get clients, right? Like that's how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I went in there with like no boundaries, like mm -hmm. freebies bla ablazing. Like mm -hmm. I'll just give my stuff away and people will just private message me to work with me. <laughs> right. Automatically. And yeah. They'll yeah. just love me, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I think um, I had no structure really. Mm-hmm. There was just kind of um, giving giving my content away, mm-hmm. which is okay, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like if you're going to have a business, you want to have an intention, you want to have a purpose, you want to have a mission. Mm-hmm. And I think as a sensitive person, I really just wanted to make people happy. Yeah. So I went in there really with not many boundaries in terms of like, when was I going to show up online? You know, Mm -hmm. what was the point of my business? Mm -hmm. How am I going to work with people? Like Mm -hmm. I just, I just finished talking about creating um, your offer in my Facebook group last week. And I wrote this post on like, I worked online for a pretty long time without a structured offer. You know, I had an idea of like Mm -hmm. what I would do with people and I had individual sessions with people, but in terms of like a longer program or Mm -hmm. package that they'd sign on, like, no, I was just like, oh, I'll do whatever, whenever you want it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think um, that combined with there's so many things you can do online. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, opportunities are endless. So like the Facebook groups you could go into, Mm -hmm. the offers that you could have, like all of that combined with my lack of boundaries was just this huge overwhelm. Like, whoa, what are you doing, Liz? (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, that space in between – I really learned, it's like, okay, you know, this is my mission. This is my purpose. This is my intention. This is how I'm going to show up and when I'm going to show up and Mm. getting more um, clear on just how I, how I wanted to operate Mm -hmm. Um, and really showing up. I think like grounded would be a a good word Mm. in all of this. So when I show up online, you know, I mean, Facebook does make it easier now because you can like pre-schedule posts for your Facebook group. So that's obviously like a huge win for sensitive folks. Right, right. It's like, oh, sweet. I can pre-schedule this. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just getting a lot more boundaried and structured in terms mm-hmm. of like what my intention is, what my mission is, how I can help. And oh yeah, not being afraid to say no. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, the online space gives you the opportunity to say yes to everybody except yeah. for yourself. Yes. And you have to start saying no because otherwise you'll yeah. never be able to say yes to yourself. Even in terms and I remember like the biggest thing when I when I came back online I was like I'm going to give myself permission not to respond to everyone. Mm. Because that was one of my huge things. I had a Facebook group the first time around mm-hmm. and um I loved it and and I let it drain my energy. Right. So this time around, I was like, no, I'm just going to do a podcast and an Instagram feed. I'm not going to have a Facebook group. Mm. But since you touched on like connection and being mm-hmm. sensitive, I crave that deeper connection. It's like mm-hmm. I crave more than the microphone and more than the Instagram feed. Yes. So I'm like, all right, I'm creating a Facebook group again. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to create this, I'm giving myself permission not to respond to every post, to every comment. Like if, you know, I set the timer and if it's over that timer, I'm out. I'm not going to get to you. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think the big shift was just this, the boundaries, the structure, Mm -hmm. the saying no and getting really, really grounded in myself. 
Wow. So I love what you said about, oh my gosh, I loved so much of it. I was like, <laughs> I have something to say, to say about that. But um, I love what you said too about having the structure to just in your business plan about knowing what it is that you actually are offering. Yes. Um, I think that that's a key. I think especially when we start out, things are so overwhelming and we can do so many different things that we try to kind of be loose and flexible, which is good, right? Like to be loose and flexible in some ways, but also like, um, I talk to my clients about this all the time is like the women that I work with are like so generous and like so kind and they're giving away so much free content that I'm like, do your, do your people, does your audience know that they could work with you? Yeah. Like, does your audience know how they could hire you? Yep. Does your audience know that you actually, like, the point of this business thing is to make money? <laughs> um, because otherwise you will burn out and you will, like, it's not going to continue to fuel you if you're just giving everything away. Oh, um, I love that this is coming up. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's such an important thing to consider and uh, to figure out what, like what you said too, of like what feels best. And also like on the edge of that comfort zone, right? how do you lean into what's like a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit brave Yes. So that you're actually able to reach and serve your people. Yes. I love that. And I'd add on and receive back. Yes. So like, you know, it's actually funny we're talking about this because my podcast episode this week is on receiving your next client. Oh my gosh, and I love that. Yeah. And it's so on like what we're talking about. Cause like, you know, you hear the language, like get your clients, like, you know, get mm-hmm. your next client, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what if we shifted that? And it's like, you're so grounded in your value, your worth that you just open and create space to receive your next client. Mm. And you allow yourself the opportunity to receive by having an offer and put it out there. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah, just this, I love it. Like this opportunity for an equal energy exchange. And that Mm -hmm. stuck with me when I came back online. It's like, all right, I'll have this Facebook group and I'm going to allow people to give back to me for all that I'm giving them. Mm -hmm. So right from the start, I was super clear. I was like, I'm offering this this program. And I only offered one program. (laughs) If you wanted to work with me, it was that program. That's the program. (laughs) Yep. And that was super hard. You know, I had so many ideas. I wanted to do like 500 programs. Right. Right. (laughs) Inspired like, whoa. Yes. But I think what happens so many times too is like, because we want to serve our people, we end up maybe not even serving our people because we're trying to serve everybody. You know, like we're trying to give some people want this kind of course. Some people want an ebook. Some people want blah, blah, blah. Some people, you know, like, yeah, so much. Yes. I started my work as a writer in copy editing and copywriting. And I remember a few times where people would ask me if I could do something for them, copyright something. And I just, I remember that like feeling in the pit of my stomach of like, Mm, is this what I do? But I said, yes. And then the more that I did things that like weren't really in my wheelhouse and didn't really serve the people that I wanted to attract and receive into my business, like I got farther and farther away from my heart there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I finally had to start saying no, right? And offer one thing 
Um, and finally, actually about six months ago, started the process of closing that copy wing of my business entirely, um, which has been super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because the mentorships fuel me. Um, and I'm still able to help, you know, put my eyes on people's copy and content, but without having to write it for them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that pivot that you made. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I think, you know, as you were talking about your story too, like I'm really interested to know for you, like, how do you know as somebody who is sensitive, because I think that your body tells you has, you have signs in your body and your energy. Yeah. Um, how do you know for yourself when you are kind of out of alignment and when you need to pivot closer to center? Ooh, that's such a good question. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's bringing an awareness. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and a curiosity. So for me, you know, I was doing a bunch of interviews for my podcast and I was, I noticed it was like sensitive, sensitive, sensitive. That's all we were talking about. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, you know, like there's more, like mm-hmm. we have growth. Like we're not just going to be sensitive all day long and, and sit there all day long. Mm-hmm. So it was like that, that inner nudge, right? Like that inner, yeah. uh oh, in the pit of your stomach. And instead of saying like, uh oh, I have to quit or uh oh, I'm going to ignore it, like, feeling into that, like mm-hmm. for me, feeling into it looks like walking, looks like stretching, looks like mm-hmm. moving a little bit and mm-hmm. not listening or, you know, um, not listening to podcasts, like listening to myself. Mm-hmm. So when you're moving and when you're getting that like, uh oh, feeling, it's not like the end of the world. It's like, right. uh oh, what is possible? So you're really leaning into like, those possibilities of, wow, this could be so much better. Like maybe it's going to get super messy while I'm changing the name and while people are like, what is she doing? Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, there's so much more that can occur. Yeah. So yeah, that awareness, um, that curiosity, and then just giving yourself permission to follow it, right? Like following mm-hmm. your heart and following your own guidance and not needing external validation. Because usually yeah. people people won't get it. You know, you can't go ask your mom what she thinks of your business name. <laughs> no. No, and if you do, she's probably not in your audience, which means <laughs> absolutely not. not <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so really just following following your intuition, um, really kind of with, with no excuses, right? Like just yeah. giving yourself permission to, to go, to go after it. Yeah. You know, um, do you know Tiffany Hahn? Yeah. Yeah. I just took her branding program. Awesome. I love her. <laughs> she talks about a difference between a knowing and an idea and yeah. how when we come from within, those are our knowings, right? Like the yes. things that we know we are meant to do and the things we know we're meant to create and the people we know we're meant to work with. And then usually from the external side, everybody has an idea, right? right? Like you should work with these people or you should offer this course or you should do this to your website or this word sounds better or whatever. And I think that what you just top- talked about is like tapping into the inner knowing and trusting it. Yes. <laughs> and I think the the inner knowing a lot of us have those pings, but I think the trusting it is yeah. really the hard part. Yeah, absolutely. I had a question for you and it might sound totally strange, but I know for a lot of um, 
our listeners and also like a lot of people that I've talked to, they're speaking of external expectations. You had mentioned in your story that you have your master's in mental health. And I think for a lot of people, when they start their entrepreneurial journey, um, they hear whether it's a a perception or an inner critic thing, or like maybe just like haters going to hate, you know, kind of situation where like their family may not be super supportive or um, they have this, had this expectation of like, they have a master's degree or a PhD, or they have this like a long career in something else that has nothing to do on the surface with whatever they're starting their business about. Right. Um, I assume that you use much of your training in mental health because it's, that's some lifelong learning, but um, how do you see your work prior to becoming an entrepreneur as serving your current work? Does that make sense? So my work prior, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. <laughs> There's my answer. <laughs> there you go. You know, I think it serves my work in a lot of ways. And I think what you were kind of getting at there for a second mm-hmm. is like, it took me a while to be okay with not using my master's and mm-hmm. um, my experience in the way you quote unquote should Mm -hmm, (laughs) use it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, everyone that I went to grad school with is, uh, that I know of is doing in-person therapy. Right. And, you know, they have a full-time job at a clinic or, Mm -hmm. you know, an agency. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to be okay with not doing that. Right. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. If it's almost like if a doctor chooses to come online and be a coach in some capacity, it's like, well, I could be helping more. I could right. be helping. And it took me a while to really be like, you know, my strengths, like this is where my strengths lie. My mm-hmm. strengths, not so much. You know, I can do the other things, but this is so much more fun. Mm-hmm. So with that, like, <laughs> how does it serve me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the mental health serves me so much in being open to people. Mm-hmm. And then also it helps me so much with the resilience aspect of like my own journey. Cause it's yeah. like, I can almost like coach myself. It's yeah. like, Oh, you know, Liz, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, you know, what are you like, why are you buying into that thought or why are you owning that label or, you know, this, that, the other thing. So I think it's like, it gives me a grander perspective. I think I'm still using some of the tools and I'm, you know, really leaning into my experiences and I'm just kind of shifting that over towards working with a different, you know, population, right. in a different capacity. Yeah. For yourself in terms of like coaching yourself through resilience. Like I love that (laughs) Um, because we definitely teach what we need to, to learn ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, What if you could pinpoint just a few moments along your journey, maybe they're super small, but what have been like the biggest, I'm going to use the words teacher of resilience. Like what moments have taught you resilience um, and when I think about those moments for myself, they're usually the moments where I had the choice to like quit or keep going yeah. or to be somebody else other than I was or keep going, you know? So what have mm-hmm. been for you, I mean, obviously 
you had a pretty major choice to start your work again, but what have been some of the biggest moments of resilience for you? Yeah, I think um, <laughs> it's funny that you say they might be small because the ones that were popping up in my head were like mm-hmm. small. But yeah. it's the, it was like the small shifts of knowing like you put your offer out there and it's okay that no one takes you up on it the first time. In fact, usually no one's going to take you up on it the first time. Mm-hmm. You have to continually post. and you have Can you say to- that one more time <laughs> for our listeners? Yeah. You know, you have to put your offer out there more than once. Like I remember my first time when I hopped back online and I put my offer out there once and Mm -hmm. I actually did get some good feedback, but no one wanted to do it. It was more like, oh, sounds cool feedback. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man. And then it's like, oh my God, I have to post on this again. And maybe I have to post on it again and like staying the course. So I think like Um, with this current business, I think I put my first offer out at like the end of July. And then I, I stuck with it Mm -hmm. until the end of August. And I ended up filling the program. And that was so huge for me because I went from literally like nothing the year before to filling a program. And I saw that it took like four weeks of consistently posting and, you know, Mm -hmm. pointing back to the offer and really, staying resilient with it, right? Like you don't just put it out there once and then go away. You really allow yourself to show up and keep showing up. Um, so that's the first thing. And then I think very much along the same lines, but something that used to kind of disheartened me was like posting in other groups mm-hmm. and having absolute crickets And really letting that, like, you know, I was the person before that I would, like, post and then I'd check back and I'd be like, oh, did someone like it? Did someone comment? And I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh, I'm horrible. You know, this business isn't going to work. And that's how I really owned it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this time it's like, oh, you know, if no one commented, A, did people see it? B, were they just scrolling? C, who cares? I'm Mm -hmm. just going to post again anyways. Yeah. So really just kind of getting used to um, getting used to actually getting detached from the feedback Mm -hmm. and just doing showing up anyways, just doing your thing, feeling so strong in the work that you do that you're like, hey, I'm going to get this message out there, even if it's only going to help like one person. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like this recurring theme within the idea of resilience of like, trusting yourself and trusting the process and kind of like that idea of boundaries, right? Of also kind of being boundaried about letting others impact you through external expectation, you know, like kind of protecting yourself from the shoulds and supposed tos and deciding what it is that you want to do. And that is really going to fuel you and like listening to that inner nudge, right? I love that. Absolutely. And I feel like that's so huge as an entrepreneur because, you know, for so many people, it's like they want to have the perfect thing before they start. Like they want to know the answer before they take the step. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you got to take the step. And then you're probably going to realize like you messed up a little and you're going to have to take a different step. (laughs) So at the start of my business or this time business round, Mm -hmm. I decided I wasn't going to use the word failure or mistake. I was going to call it a learning win. Mm. So every time I put something out there and say it was like crickets or, 
you know, it didn't go the way I wanted. I was just like, oh, there's another learning win. And it really, it really shifted the energy for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I'm learning so much. I'm winning so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. But it's true. I mean, language is so huge Mm. in the perspective that we have for those things that like we could focus on the fact that there's crickets on the other side, or we could focus on the fact that like maybe the only thing that needs to change is a couple of words, Um, but it's so much easier to change your direction if you're moving than to like try and guess. I love that you just brought that up because I was just thinking of like the momentum of Mm -hmm. keep, keeping, keeping going. And You know, I feel like that's so much of what it is. It's like when you first start posting somewhere or you first start bringing a message out there, it probably is going to get crickets because people Mm -hmm. are like, who's this? You know, like what's she doing? (laughs) Right. And then giving yourself permission to just keep going, keep that momentum up. So it's like riding a bike, right? Like starting's mm-hmm. the hardest part. And then once you have that momentum, you're you're basically just like gliding. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That sounds nice to be gliding. <laughs> there are some hills and rough spots and like obstacles to avoid, but for sure. That's when you just call on yes. the resilience. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually, I really like the analogy of riding a bike with that because it's like, well, what do the hills give you? You know, they help you gain strength because you're Mm -hmm. going uphill and you're toning those muscles. And, you know, what do the downhills give you? They give you a little bit of a break because you don't have to pedal as hard, but maybe you have to learn how to use the brakes a little and, you know, steer this way or that way. So it's like, it's a continual process. I love that metaphor. Like the more that you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is like riding a bike. And I think that like, I remember how scary it was when like you take off the training wheels and you finally have to go by yourself and figure out what the gears are too, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember, um, I used to do a lot of bike riding actually I think that's why I liked the metaphor Mm -hmm. and I remember I was doing um I used to do triathlons and I was doing this longer race so I was probably like slightly out of it Mm -hmm. and I was on my bike and I was like constructing this whole metaphor of like biking to life and I was like so convinced I'm like I'm gonna write a book on this but then by the time the race was over I like totally forgot what it was I'm like so exhausted and I can't (laughs) think straight yeah yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> well, maybe you could write a book about bicycling and entrepreneurship because it feels like it fits. It does. Really well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> really, really well. Well, Liz, thank you for being here with me today. I am so, this conversation has been so good. And I just like, I hope that I can have you on the podcast again um, because it's just been like, I seriously have like a whole page of notes just scribbled down <laughs> things that I've learned um, through our conversation. It was so my pleasure. I love, I love talking with you. It was, yeah. it was lovely to dig into, especially resiliency. Yeah. I feel like that's just, yeah, like we said, not a topic that's touched on quite No. Bit. And I think, honestly, like I think, you know, there's, there are those statistics about the amount of businesses that, that quote unquote fail, right? Mm. And I wonder if we had the conversation about resiliency at the, at the forefront yeah. as opposed to like preaching six-figure months that are easy to get to, you know, like if we change the conversation, so we had this long-term vision and one where you are like building up those muscles, um, if it would change the amount of businesses that were able to hold on on a 
on a long, in the long view, you know? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, you should have more conversations. Let's have more conversations and like, let's do it. <laughs> just keep sharing that message of resilience. Cause I think for me, it's been the one thing like focusing on those learning wins. Yes. Learning so much, winning so much um, has been, I love that, has <laughs> like focusing on that and knowing that those uphill battles, um, while it shouldn't all be an uphill battle, like you're not supposed to be riding someone else's bike or driving someone right. else's path, mm-hmm. um, those uphill climbs to get to our destination, those are the things that like build burns our thighs and build our thighs. So, <laughs> and build your business. <laughs> exactly. Um, where can our listeners hear you and find out more? Oh yeah. Um, so my podcast is called resilient and inspired. What? Um, <laughs> just I'm like just you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hang out mostly in my Facebook group, the resilient and inspired entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and then my website is my name. So www.lizlockwood.net. Mm. And yeah, that's mostly, I'm like trying to remember. I'm like, do I hang out? Oh, like, yeah. I'm on Instagram as my name as well. Liz Perfect. Lockwood. Awesome. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for having me. This was so lovely. Yeah. For me too. Make sure you check out the show notes, y'all. I'll have all of the links so you can listen in and join the group and find her over on Insta. Um, and I am sure that you will be back soon because I've just adored this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Amplify, a podcast for creative and courageous entrepreneurs. If you love this episode, subscribe to make sure you never miss an Amplified beat. You can find resources, show notes, and downloads, plus my exclusive resource library at katekmccarthy.com. I am all about connection and this internet thing makes it so easy come find me over on Instagram at Kate K. McCarthy. Then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you so much to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Amplify is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.